Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are joined by our good friend, the Hall of Famer, our senior Texans columnist at sportsradio610.com and gallerysports.com, John McClain. John, how are we doing this morning? Doing great, guys. I'm headed to West Palm Beach for the first 10 days of Astro spring training. I've been as a fan and sat in the stands and drank a lot of beer. And now I'll be working and writing columns and doing videos every day. There's three of us going, so I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, that'll be good, John. This will you've you've mixed in a little baseball before, but this is uh, this will be the first time you're just hardcore covering baseball for a couple of weeks, huh? Well, I wrote eight columns in a row in the Astros during the playoffs and World Series because there was no reason to write about the Texans because I'd never written about a champion here. And uh, now, because it's so much interest in the Texans, I still do them predominantly. But uh, you can't go wrong with the Astros, anything to do because of so popular. And one of the things I like about the D'Amico Ryans hire, and I know you guys are the same way, everywhere you go in Houston, people are talking about it. And uh, I think that's great. And, of course, the Texans think that great. that's great. And now as we get closer to the start of free agency next month and the draft month out of that, that that buzz is going to get louder and louder. Yeah, John, so the last two spots are filled now with Shane Steichen in Indy, Jonathan Gannon in Arizona. The Texans ended up interviewing four of the five candidates that got hired in this cycle. Frank Reich was the only one that they didn't talk to. Um, so I'm sure now you'll probably have a report card or something coming out on one of the outlets you write for, but is the D'Amico Ryan's hire the best hire of this cycle right now? I know the results will be the results, but as of right now, is that the best hire of the five? No, Sean Payton's the best hire because he's a great coach and he's a Super Bowl winning coach, and D'Amico would be number two. And if I was grading, I'd give the Texans an A, the Broncos an A. And uh, uh, by the way, I, we, I told you this, I think, on our Utopia podcast. That story Ian Rappaport had about them reaching out to D'Amico at the last minute, offering more money, trying to get him, was true even though the Broncos did everything they could, as they should have when they hired Sean Payton, uh, saying it was not true. But that's how much they valued him. Every team wanted him, including Carolina. And I think that's great. I saw, I think it was CBS Sports 
dot com that had grades and gave the only A's they gave were the Texans and the Broncos. So um, with this uh, Colorado or the with the Broncos reaching out to D'Amico Ryan's, what, what was the exact timeline on that? Was it was it? Do you think that it was Peyton shoving away the Broncos or refusing the Broncos or the Broncos kind of cooling off on Peyton and preferring D'Amico? I think they just they liked D'Amico. They interviewed him the day before the Texans did, and from what I was told, he told his agent Jimmy Sexton, who's one of the best in the business, "I want to go to Houston. You know, get it done." And uh, they could have milked a couple of more million from the Texans if they'd wanted to use the Broncos. I think that was a case of the Broncos being impressed and uh and money was not an issue with them of course but I think it was all about D'Amico and then they pivoted to Peyton and hired him and and uh I'm sure they'll love that hire because man he's been a great coach for a long time. John McClain joining us for his uh weekly visit. Um John what are your thoughts on the uh staff additions so far specifically on the offensive side with Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson? I have a column on sportsradio610.com was posted yesterday about how the offense should look. It'll be a lot like Gary Kubiak's here. Now they just got to find Andre Johnson and Arian Foster and Owen Daniels. And it'll be, of course, like Mike Shanahan ran. When Bobby Slowick worked for Mike Shanahan for three years, Kyle was on the staff in Washington. Then he was with Kyle and D'Amico Ryans for six years in San Francisco. So that's the offense he knows. And so I would imagine he'll have a few wrinkles on it. And, uh, but they got to make sure now, you know, the kind of, I, I wrote about the kind of backs that the 49ers have and how they utilize them and how the zone scheme is going to be implemented. And Kubiak got a really good offensive line for zone blocking. He had Alex Gibbs, the best coach of that style who started in Denver on that staff had like four offensive line coaches. And that's one reason their offense was tremendous. And it was very interesting. I'd forgotten about this in 2011 when Schaub missed six games because of injuries, Andre missed nine games because of the injuries right. They ran the heck out of the ball. Foster had 1200 yards. Ben Tate had almost 900 yards. They were a gruesome twosome. And then the next year, when they were 12 and four and everybody was healthy, Andre had over 1500 yards. Foster had over 1600 yards. That was the best, most prolific, most dangerous offense this franchise has ever had. Now they just got to find an undrafted free agent like Arian Foster and a first round pick like Andre Johnson, not to mention a quarterback. That's all. Yeah. John, what's, um, would, would, how are we looking at the assistant coaches? Uh, hiring cycle right now? Like, At what point do we start getting nervous that new guys haven't been hired uh, or that the, they're retaining too many old guys, all that stuff? Yeah, I think they've been hired. I think they're just uh, their style is to wait till everybody's been hired before they announce it. I went back and looked up the last two years. That's what they did. Some of them leak out. It's not like they haven't made their decisions. There's a couple there they have they want that they haven't gotten. I'm not sure how many they're going to keep three or four, including Frank Ross. And thing about D'Amico, the McNairs will give him whatever he needs financially. And one of the things they do with the 49ers, because they lose so many coaches because of their consistent success and people in the front office that uh, they, they have their position coaches. They have assistant position coaches. They have guys ready to elevate. 
So I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of assistant coaches run around NRG Stadium because the Texans hope they get in that situation where people want to hire their coaches. John McClain joining us. Uh, John, this is the first we've talked to you since the Hall of Fame class of 2023 was announced. Andre Johnson made it down to the final 10 again, but didn't get in. No wide receivers get in. Uh, I guess, what what should Texan fans be concerned about right now when it comes to Andre Johnson's imminent Hall of I think he's going to get in eventually, but if, for those that are looking for him to get in sooner rather than later, what are the biggest concerns right now? Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt. Uh, everybody on our committee, I think, the ones I've heard talk, think they all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Of course, everybody here thinks Andre's the best. Everybody in Indy thinks Reggie Wayne's the best. Everybody in St. Louis thinks that uh, Tory Holt is the best and they're all deserving. And so it's a log jam. And I remember one time we had Chris Carter, who should have been on the first ballot and he wasn't, he didn't make it till his third year, but he was there with Tim Brown and Andre Reed. And so Carter made it third year. And then I can't remember how much longer it took Tim Brown, maybe it was the next year. And then Andre Reed was longer. And then there was Swan and Stallworth that, that took forever and uh, so when you get a logjam of, of guys who people believe all deserve it, you know, what do you do? You know, how do you, you can't sit there and say, well, let's put this guy in this year. And that guy next year, you just you vote with your heart and the info and what you believe. And so I've explained that to Andre Johnson. He's been incredibly patient and nice about it. And so I told him, I said, we'll do it again next year. John, we've had some fun at the expense of your colleague, Peter King, over the last couple of days because of something he wrote in his Football Morning in America column about the Hall of Fame. And we should preface by saying Peter King is an Andre Johnson supporter. He voted for Andre Johnson to be one of the five to get in. Um, but his reasons in, in the blurb that he had about this seemed a little odd, where he said, uh, comparing him, uh, comparing Andre to Holt and Wayne, saying that Andre was the biggest and he was almost the fastest. Is this the Combine Hall of Fame or is this the Pro Football Hall of Fame? No, he was talking about how fast he ran based on his size, which was bigger than the others, and he was faster than the others. He had him running in the four fours. He actually ran in the four threes. So he was just pointing out how he was the best combination of size and speed. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What – um. With uh, with Derek Carr being kind of the hot topic right now because he'll be a free agent and uh, you know people trying to figure out where he's going to go, I I think um I think some people are thinking that there's going to be a definitive answer on Aaron Rodgers when he comes back from his darkness retreat. But what they don't realize is that the Packers don't have to start paying Rodgers all that guaranteed money until the first week of the season. So this this Aaron Rodgers potential trade saga could go on for quite some time, could it not? Oh, yeah. He went on Pat McAfee yesterday and said, hey, I'm not doing that. He said he and Rappaport no, no, and no. Adam Schefter. What? He's not doing it yet. There were reports he had left on it already. He's doing uh, yeah. it still, but he's doing he it at the end of the week. He said they don't know bleep. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know why he put Schefter in there because he didn't say anything about it. That was Rappaport. So he said, here I am, and they're saying I'm already there. And the fact is, you know, there's no way he's going to come out of there and go, oh, I'm going to retire and walk away from $58.3 million. And so it's just a matter of whether he wants to ask the Packers for a trade. You know, they may be tired of this all the time. Remember, Red Barb used to delay at the end of his career. He retired three different times and left him hanging with Aaron Rodgers. And finally, I remember on their way to the senior ball, the hierarchy stopped on the way and uh, 
Hattiesburg and said, now, have you retired this time for sure? And he said, yes. So when Mike McCarthy got back in front of some players, he tossed the football to Aaron Rodgers, who was going into his fourth year, and said, Aaron, this team's yours. Brett retired for good. And then Brett changed his mind, and they said it's too late. And of course, trade him to the Jets. But uh, I, I, boy, would you give it? He's 39. He makes $58.3 million. He's going to require at least two first-round draft choices. And uh, there are other options. And so I don't know if the Jets will do that or not. It's the media driving that, social media, the media led by ESPN's Mike Greenberg, a lifelong Jets fan who's just sending these love messages to Rodgers, come to the Jets like he can just snap his fingers and make it happen. And Derek Carr, there's a lot of teams out there that need quarterbacks. You know, anybody that gets him in the NFC South is going to be considered the favorite. And they all need a veteran quarterback. And uh, Washington, you know, Washington's got a great defense, really good running game. You know, what if they come after him? So he has options. He's going to make a whole lot more money than that $40 million he was going to make in his la- than the base salary with the uh, Raiders. I feel and like they need a quarterback. Yeah. I feel like it's not completely the media driving it with the Jets because the Jets did hire Nathaniel Hackett. And it's not like, uh, no, it's no, not like no, people not are out there saying, like, Todd we got da- to get Nathaniel. What's that? Todd Downing, not Nathaniel. Did t- Todd Downing? They hired. No, I'm sorry. They, they did. They, they hired, hired Derek Carr's guy, and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. So they've hired two coaches that have coached Rodgers and Carr. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're just going to hire guys who've coached all the quarterbacks. <laughs> they're going to go get Greg Roman now and get in on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. While what about Garoppolo? Who's somebody that's coached in they can add? Hell yeah. They're going to steal Slowick right out from under the t- – t- Slowick will have the shortest tenure of an OC in history because the Jets are going to come steal him from the Texans for a draft pick. Who's going to call plays there? If they say it, is it going to be Downing? I sure wouldn't want Hackett calling plays. It sounds like Hackett's – well, Hackett's got the OC title. So Yeah. yeah wow. It, yeah, so it sounds like Downing is in more of a support role. He it didn't call like when, him in Green Bay, and he called him in Denver, and he got fired. Yep. When Brett Favre was dangling retirement, though, it kind of felt like it'd be like if you're leaving for on a business trip and telling your wife, like, "Yeah, you're ugly, and I don't need you." Uh, like, but meanwhile, like you've got a like there's a 19 year old pool boy outside with like shredded abs and everything. Like, it's a dumb thing to do. That was Aaron Rodgers. Where now, now like Jordan Love is kind of like you're leaving your wife for a week, but you're like she's. The seventy-nine-year-old plumber is there in <laughs> yeah. the house. Like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah she'll still whatever. be there. Yeah, yeah Jordan yeah. Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you okay, John? <laughs> yeah, Seth nearly killed John <laughs> McClain. <laughs> All right, uh, John McClain joining us, as you can hear, for his weekly visit. Hey, John, if if Patrick Mahomes were to walk away from the game today, is he a Hall of Famer? Absolutely, first ballot. Uh, people ask me, if J- would J.J. Watt be on the first ballot? I said, well, why? He had a lot of injuries. I said, he just had 12 and a half sacks, three-time defensive player of the year. And, of course, he's going in on the first ballot. I wish he'd waited a year because Brady's going to dominate that class and all those Patriot fans in Canton. But, yes, Mahomes would be in the Hall of Fame. Right away. Okay. No, even first just, time he's eligible in five years. Right, right. No, but even if he just cut it off after five years, so I'm walking away Absolutely. at age 27. Okay, gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, John McClain joining us for his um, for his weekly visit. So what are you, John, you're headed to West Palm Beach to Astros Spring Training. What um, I, You're going to be like a kid at Disneyland. Like, What's the first thing you're going to be going and watching and looking for when you get down there? Pitchers and catchers report today. They start working out tomorrow. 
uh, some column ideas. I want to write about Hunter Brown. I want to write about the catching situation specifically. The backups is the, the best bullpen. I'm still amazed that Brian Abreu spent time in Sugarland last year, and by the end of the season, nobody was more dominant than him in the bullpen. And then uh, when the vets get there, I want to write about Jose Abreu. I did I did some videos that are on gallerysports.com when I was over there for the Reggie Jackson Mr. October fundraiser where we did four. Christian Lewis who shoots them in the empty ballpark. I did stood on the pitcher's mound, talked about the pitcher, stood at second base, talked about the ballpark, and then stood at first talking about the changing of the guard from Uli Guriel to Jose Abreu. So I have fun, even though I know it looked terrible on camera. I still like doing it. And so I told everybody, I'm going to spring training. And Jim Morris, the rookie, the subject of the rookie, was 31 when he made his debut. Mm. And I'm making mine at 71. There you go. John, you look better than you used to on camera because you dropped yeah, why all did that it weight. look horrible? What do you mean? Yeah. SodaWeightLoss.com. Yeah. But well, why did it look horrible? Just because so, you were standing on the – like, were you running between the bases or anything? Or no, you were... it just looked horrible because I was in it. Oh, stop I've it, never Jonathan. liked looking at myself, yeah. ever. Yeah. I don't even like hearing myself. Never yeah. have. But thank goodness people want to still are interested in me at my age, and I'm like a kid going to spring training, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. You guys should come down here sometime. We might. You, you never have know. A blast. You never know. You have a blast. You never know. Yeah, that no, that would be. Uh, don't tempt us, John. Don't tempt us with a good time. Um, so, uh, what do you got going on on your various platforms before you hop a flight, John? The one I mentioned about Zone Sports Radio six ten about uh, Bobby Slowick's offense uh, with Gerard Johnson as his quarterback coach and what it should look like, and uh, and I've got. Well, I'm going to write one. It'll be posted tonight on kickoff spring training with Dana Brown, the general manager who was tremendous last week at the Astros media luncheon, which is another thing I've never been to. And I'll have columns and videos every day. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it as always. And I look forward to talking to you next week from West Palm Beach in the ballpark of the Palm Beach. All right. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Safe travels down to Florida. That's the great John McClain, the Hall of Famer, joining us as he does each and every week at this time. Winner of the tickets to Robert Plant and Allison Krause, David in spring. Congrats, David. You're on your way to the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion on April the 26th. We'll give away some more tickets later on in the show. Um, John mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers basically wagging his finger at the media for misreporting the timing of the dark retreat. Some insufferable Aaron Rodgers audio from the <laughs> Pat McAfee show is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.